Yes, hello, welcome to the Don't Argue podcast, powered by Bet Eggsy. Preliminary final week. Excitement is high to see two massive games, a Friday night and Saturday twilight. We're going to assess it over the next 40 minutes with the three best analysts in the business. Ben Dixon, hello, how are you, mate? Evening, Jay. Good to see you. How are you? Well, I'm well, mate. You're up and about today. <laughs> BJ Goddard of Essendon. And Someone's excited today. Yeah. Well, uh, if you can't get up for a preliminary final uh, weekend, just get out of football. Uh. Can, uh, and, and were they the hardest, just off quickly, were they the hardest games to play, the preliminary finals, or your most favourite? How was a preliminary final different to a grand final? Any for you? Uh, well, they're tough. We, uh, we played in two before we'd won our first one, no nine. So, yeah, so they're hardest to win. But um, for us... I guess they were, yep. but it's uh, it's a pretty big build-up knowing what's gone at stake and what's on the other end of it, just being part of the week. And so it's easy to go down that path when you're coming up to a prelim, but uh, they were pretty tough. Champions in our fourth from North Melbourne, Wayne Carey. How are you, mates? Yes, very good. I only played in seven consecutive prelims <laughs> in a row and uh, went through three times, so lost four of them. So they... <laughs> You know, they are. They're hard to win. But they're the... I, I think, you know, when we look at the, the start of the year and you say, well, people say if GWS don't make the grand final, it's been a failure. That is absolute rubbish. I reckon if you make the prelim final, it's a tick. No yep. matter whether you were last year's premiers or not. For instance, if West Coast were uh, won last week and they went into the prelim, even if they didn't get in, I think it's a, it's a tick. Because it's hard to get to the top four and to give yourself a chance of playing in a grand final. And I'm like you. You get up and... I've, I've been excited the last couple of weeks and I can't wait for Friday night. It's going to be an absolute beauty. Well, you've well, got lots going to go. Well, oh, BJ, well, it is the pinnacle. So you've got arguably most of the time, you'd say, the four best teams of the year. Mm-hmm. So that's where it, it's a... Most of the time, it's a toss of the coin. Yep. So, and that's why we get to these moments like last week, which we'll talk about in the Brisbane GWS games. But the small things in these games make the biggest difference. They're the difference in the game. They certainly do. We're going to break this down by doing Geelong Richmond in the first quarter, Collingwood GWS in second, the controversy in the third quarter, and some curly questions in the fourth term. Some massive topics on the agenda. Let's start with the Cats and Tigers. Going to be 95,000 at the MCG, boys, on Friday night. Absolutely huge. Is there anyone here think Tom Hawkins is going to be playing on Friday night, or is he suspended? No, that's a no. Gone. Gone. Right, so we all think he's not playing. Oh, look, he... <laughs> what do you mean, at, think? At the end of the day, there's 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 no way that they can argue that... Uh, I mean, uh, to be honest, and I, you know what I'm like with the tribunal, uh, <laughs> and players getting rubbed out, I'm always for the player. Yep. Um, you have to you have to actually be in the wrong for me to say you get weeks. And, and I was. think And I think he was in the wrong. No need to do it. One, yep. one week. And in actual fact, one week is probably... Um, on the lighter side of what could have happened. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's, let's remember, it's the action. And now he's been, because of the outcome, and uh, Schofield plays on, he's been given one. Very lucky, because that could have been very different. He could have been given two or three if um, Schofield goes off with concussion. I'm really surprised. I th- you could make an excuse for a 50-game player with no finals experience to do that, but not a 200-game. But Dicko, it's <laughs> in the... In the furnace, as you know, yeah. in the heat of the moment, you just do you do things, and you don't even realise you're doing it, and that competitiveness comes out, and you know he wouldn't have even. You're not thinking clearly. Mm. He's done thinking. it a couple of times, hasn't he? He has, he mm. has. But a lot, all of Tom's. I'm just I disappointed argue, for him. I would, I'm massively disappointed yep. because you know it's a he's going to miss out on a preliminary final, and he could be the difference between Geelong, you know, 
maybe winning that game or, or not. So it's a it's a massive out. Mm-hmm. So the, massive out. The big question this week will be how does Geelong replace him? He's their spearhead, their cornerstone uh, in attack. How do they kick a winning score? BJ, Dicko, oh, I, how do they do it without? I the think Danger spends a lot more time forward. Out of the square. Yeah, and. You base it around what Richmond do as well, how quick they move the footy and what Grimes has been unbelievable down there. Like we thought with Rance not there that they wouldn't hold up, but yep. they're, they're holding up. So they'll need another marking, contested marking beast down there and someone that you could drop the ball on. Charlie Cameron, and I'll use an example, when he played against Grimes, they just continually kicked it to him, but couldn't. Yeah. Grimes had him cold. So why isn't that Harry Taylor? Yeah, I think Henderson will come in. Yep. Taylor will go forward yep. and Danger will spend more time forward. As, I just, a, as I just, a third banana. That's, yeah, that's that's out of guess. That's okay. a, that's a guess yep. right now. Yep. Henderson was, you know, going he did okay. Yep. Um, so I, I, I mean, that's an option. I think, and what what they need against that Richmond defence is, and Harry, and I don't think Harry's been playing, you know, unbelievably great footy down back. So all that they'll want from Harry, and what and you what you're always going to get from Harry is a contest Honest. and make sure that ball comes to ground. So that's what he'll be forward for, I think. And like I said, Henderson can cover cover either uh, Rewald or or uh, Big Lynch. Just before I hold, uh, give it to BJ. I I think they've got to start danger forward because if they don't start well and Richmond get to a flyer, it's lights out. Mm. It could be done at quarter time. So they need to land the first blow like they did the other night. He's probably the most informed player in the midfield of the past six weeks, Dangerfield. He's he's not far off it. He's been outstanding there. That's the Rob Peter to pay Paul well, thing that Chris Scott will go it's through. It's a balance because it's not, let's just start him forward and he sits there. Yeah. Do a Dusty. Yeah. Dusty starts in the middle and pushes forward. What do you think, BJ? How do the Cats replace Tom Hawk? How do they kick a winning oh, score? I don't, I don't think they can. So even, even with that scenario, you're... You're taking danger out of the midfield, so they're worse off. You can't replace Dangerfield in the midfield. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're trying to they're up against get it. something more forward. That's and Harry Taylor, he's going to provide a contest, but but Hawkins does that, and he mm. takes more contested marks than the most in the NFL, and he kicks goals. So Harry Taylor doesn't have that. In so his can't, they can't win the catch no, again. No, 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 I don't think. There's, so there's, I'm not going to build a case for them on how they kick a winning score because I don't think Dangerfield's the best pack mark in the game at the moment. Yeah. Best contested mark in the game. He's marking down the line. Is just been well, that's the point I was going to get to, Ducky. In the first three quarters, he had 16 disposals, and everyone's going, oh, oh. you know. But he, ca- looks sore, he looks sore in his defence, and he's, yeah. he's carrying it from last week. Such a huge game the week before. But even, the even that, yeah. when you needed to win the game, what did he do? Yeah, he did. He, what about it was but, big marks. But he's on a midfielder. So when he's on a Grimes or an Asprey in a one-on-one marking contest, he's not going to get that freedom where he gets a run and jump because that's a set play for Geelong. Okay, they, ta- they, they target their mids. Joel's a good overhead mark. Danger's outstanding. But they need a run and jump at the ball, and they get that from a midfielder. Because generally a midfielder will go, oh, I'm front and square, I'll turn and just run. Danger sits off the side, sits in line, run and jump, get bang. Fly. Yeah. This is a great discussion because why can't you play Taylor and Danger forward? No, you can. You but so I'm just saying that, yeah, I, just, that I still don't think they're capable. You still don't then, think they're Because capable. then Richmond have got the upper hand in the midfield, and then, yeah, you, you're a you're slightly better with danger forward without Hawkins, but then Harry doesn't have the ability to do what Hawkins does. If they play like they did the other night, cats, then they're they're capable. But I mean, obviously, without Hawkins, it that, that makes was with the Haw- job, Hawkins yeah, kicking four and the big, more big times. It's funny yeah. because gee, didn't the they move? The, didn't they move the ball well? And yeah, didn't they? Well, <laughs> but, it, but but in all Scott's defence, it wasn't that dissimilar to the other weeks. So it was just quicker with more urgency, well, like right. we talked about. Get off the mark, take two seconds, make a decision on the turn. Geez, I start to see things that I didn't the week before because I got tunnel vision. And and we're talking about a guy that didn't touch it for three weeks or didn't hit the scoreboard for three weeks yet on uh, last Friday night. Yep, yep. Um, 
you know, we're going now. They can't win without him. Yeah. You know, yeah. so looking at it right now, he's a big, he's a big difference. Yeah, they won other weeks because they didn't play Richmond. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but like they weren't travelling well for three weeks. He wasn't getting near it. He plays well. They all lift him, yep. and look what happens. Dustin Martin represents the main threat doesn't he, uh, to Geelong, uh, for Richmond, uh, of course. He's been in outstanding form himself. So while we talk about Dangerfield floating forward and kicking goals and being impactful, uh, Dustin Martin's probably the best at that in the business. How does he actually play, BJ? Give us the breakdown on, on what Dustin Martin does and how the Cats can curb him. Well, in my opinion, he's a forward that that has a licence to go up to stoppages because he's so good at it. So the numbers would suggest that. The time is in there. He's high strike rate so but he's got the one he doesn't have the running capacity to run and spread defensively from stoppages so they cover for him with Lambert Edwards being so uh, aerobically gifted and playing to a role that's why they're so important um and obviously Edwards played multiple roles now um but generally he's a he's a four and the way it panned out against Brisbane the first week it was just through chance he's like well I'm dangerous here mm. like it wasn't probably the plan to play him that much forward like get up the ground a bit more Six stoppages, snags. yeah. So play it just worked out that way because he was dangerous. They knew they had a mismatch with Adams. Even when he brought, if he was on Adams, he could, could come up to stoppages because generally backs don't have much that's of an right. idea around stoppages and congestion. So that's that's, that's that's. I mean, the game hasn't changed when it comes to that. If Dust, Dusty understands when he's got a guy that he's going to follow him deep and he knows he can get him one-on-one. And if he's good at one-on-one deep, then Dusty says, well, I'll go and play as a midfielder. Uh, The one thing I will say, the Cats, though, have got a few players that match up on him better if he plays forward. Guys like Stewart and these guys are better Mm -hmm. one-on-one than... Than Adams. Oh, I think <laughs> Blitzars will probably yeah, get or, the job. Yeah, or Blitzars. So yeah, and they're better one on one than what Brisbane are. So mm. they, I don't. The Cats won't fear him as much being deep as what Brisbane did. They would. I, th- I think the Cats would actually go. You know what? Yeah, we we wouldn't mind him there because then he's away from. Yeah. Yeah. He's away from there. They'd prefer him as a forward. That I was going to be my point as and well. And I think mm. if he's up, then Guthrie will show him the respects he deserves. He'll yep. go to him. Who was excellent. At the Outstanding. Weekend. So well, he was one of the reasons why they looked um, to move better. the ball quicker because yeah. he because of his energy. Mm. So the, and then there'll be a handover. So he'll drift. He'll the ball will leave the stoppage. Dusty will duck out the back or not leave the stoppage at all. And yep. then there'll be a handover. Blitzars or whoever the defender so is. So let me ask you about that. That handover in the chaos of a footy game. Like if Dusty's running around, how do you how do you orchestrate that actual swap? That would be he difficult. Stand, he stands out like a beacon. Yeah. Well, it is difficult. <laughs> but that's why other teams, which I liked, one that comes to mind is Hibbard in Melbourne. Melbourne, Goody yep. just said, you're going with him. So there's no confusion, communication, lack of, handover. We follow know we know what he does, yep. so that's why it is difficult to do, but just follow him everywhere. He goes up the stoppage, and you've got to have the guide to be able to do that. Yep. So you can play on him in a stoppage and understand craft, stoppage craft, and mm-hmm. then be able to defend him not only in the air, one-on-one, but then when it hits the ground. I will, I will, I will say, though, the times that Dusty, when Dusty does go forward and he's got all of that space and the ball's kicked to him in a half-decent manner, it's bloody easy, to be honest, as a forward. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, if you, well, can't yeah. beat, if you can't beat your defender... <laughs> Wouldn't say easy, but... No, but if you can't beat a defender... Well, I found it easy. <laughs> if, if you can't beat a defender with that much space yep. and the ball being kicked to, to your advantage, advantage yep. then you're not that yeah. good. I used to, I used to say, if, if, the, <laughs> if you've got that much space and the ball carrier's got time and space to make the right decision, it's, it's, I'd say it's an 80-20... Yep. advantage to the forward no matter who you are and then when you're yeah, yeah. great one-on-one like Dusty is mm. yep. that it's, it's a good position to be in. Yeah. Let, let's yeah. round off uh, this discussion here Richmond uh, they came into last year's preliminary final against Collingwood the team to beat and the first quarter they were 
trampled by Collingwood or Mason Cox. Does that play any part? or what, is, Are they reminded by in any way of that? How, how do they get the clean slate, or would that be a distant memory for the Tigers players? Because they, Not they a, went up to that, it last I week. Don't think they'd, I, don't, uh, I don't think it's a distant memory. You always, you know, that's in the back of your mind. But in terms of going into that game, they're not thinking, oh, we lost this last year. No, no. Yeah, yeah, they'd, they'd probably think back when we won this we, they, they, few years yeah, ago. The, the, what, what sticks with you... What sticks with you is they they would see last year as a missed opportunity, yeah, no doubt. But that Hunger. does, but that and that will all that will stay with them forever. But in terms of coming into this game with that hanging over them, no, yeah. But that that loss will stay with the, in their thoughts forever. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting game in terms of the contrast, the game style. Richmond want to move the ball forward quickly. The chaos, whereas Geelong are much more controlled oh, yeah. and deliberate, go around the boundary. Which is why, which is why we, which is why I don't think they can win. Who's they? The Cats. Yeah. So who are we all tipping to finish off? I'm on the Tigers. Tigers. Yeah, Tigers. Tigers. Yep. For Geelong to win, there has to be a lot of things go right their yep. way. So not only them performing well, individuals doing extraordinary things, but then Richmond yeah. play, play poorly as well. Yeah. Below, well, below well Geelong, Geelong probably need someone like uh, Mason Cox to play a game that they'll never, ever play again. Let's see if Paddy Dangerfield... <laughs> Can strap on that cape one more time. He's good in uh, finals time and needs a flag. Which he, or How what many prelims has Paddy was? played in? One? At for Adelaide? Uh, I think he's only played in the one where they got beaten by the Hawks. And, and they just lost right, by about one. 10 points. Yeah, one. And Geelong, did they get beaten by? No, no, no semi, wasn't it? No. Definitely yeah. one, maybe two. Yep. Yeah. He, uh, he wants a flag. We know that Nick Rewald still can't watch the grand final from what everyone, I'm told. It's, everyone it, wants a flag. He I reckon Rui could watch it getting paid 10 grand to sit there. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to go, apparently, is the hot tip. He can't stand grand finals. I don't go. They're cut from the same cloth, Rui. Really? He's yeah. still a bit <laughs> You can't watch it or you just don't like going? Don't like going and don't like watching them. Bloody get over it, but BJ. You, but you've retired now. Yeah, I know. Okay. I still have that feeling. That's a Oh, boy. Strange. Get on <laughs> <laughs> it's all, it's all, as Rui said, we've talked about it. Rui yeah. and I talk about it a lot. It's all, it's all bad memories. I don't think what's, the, what's good in our head about Grand Final Day? I don't think, can I make you feel better? Yeah. Can I make you feel better? So in that 2010 Grand Final, I don't, oh no, I don't think going to a, where I'm neutral, you know, obviously, I don't think I've ever wanted a team to win as much as I wanted you guys to win. Mm. And when you took that mark and kicked that goal, I don't think I've ever been as up and about and when when it was a draw I'm getting goosebumps even saying it when it was a draw I don't think I've ever had and I've, so I assume I can only imagine how you felt as a player I've never felt as weird ever at a game of footy when that game was a draw I just you just felt empty like you were like I was robbed of the result and I thought if it kept going that they the Saints would win as well. The only person that doesn't is Mick Malthouse. So yeah, it was it was well, it was such a weird feeling. But that's, yeah. that's every time you run into Mooney, you go, "Mate, could you or could oh, you not?" No, always do. He, oh, you're you're a hero, Dicko. What are you talking? <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's a number. You know, hero. Come on, should, should, no, be, should have he attacked it? Or but he, but he always propped them away. No, right. exactly. Let's pick this up. He did the right thing. He did the right thing. You just would have swept on that thing like a cat. Oh yeah, I would have been ten minutes behind the bloke who was going after it. BJ's going to punch someone if we didn't go to quarter time. We got Collingwood versus GWS on the agenda next on Don't Argue, powered by Bet Easy. Australia's most rewarding betting experience is here. My Rewards features a range of sports and racing promotions and offers, including Bet Boost, all accessible with your own My Rewards hub. More offers, more often, more for you. Visit beteasy.com.au or download the latest app. 
gamble responsibly. Yes, time for the second quarter on the Don't Argue podcast, powered by Bet Easy. Saturday afternoon, Twilight Affair. What a huge game. Collingwood versus GWS. They got some momentum late in this season. The Giants making a real surge, boys. I think the big question coming into this one is Jordan to go. He's just come back from Germany, seeing the uh, healing Hans, the special soft tissue doctor over there in uh, Munich. Uh, but Jordan Ngo is not going to play this weekend. It means Brody Mychek's the sole key forward, really, for Collingwood. They need a second marking target. What would you do, fellas? Do you swing Jordan Roughhead forward? Do you trust Ben Reid? Do you go with a smaller lineup and just bank on Jamie Elliott? It's a big structural change for Nathan Buckley. What do you suggest? Well, you've got to look at the forward line for the Giants, for starters. So you've got Himmelberg, Cameron. Yep. And Finn Lason. In Finn, in Finn Lason as well. So, so Ruffhead has to stay back? Has to stay back. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So then you're talking do? about Reid going do forward. They don't, they don't need to do anything. I I, I like Collingwood's forward line. When it's smaller, small and when powerful. It's smaller. Yeah, I, I don't have a problem. It's it's this argument, and it's only because of what Richmond did a few year, a couple of years mm. ago when they won the flag. You, you, there's no right or wrong way. If you've got talented big guys... Well, clearly they're going to be there, but if you haven't, don't just create one. Don't just create one for the sake of it. I think that's what used to happen. They, you, the, the the old fashioned way was, oh, you got to have the two big uh, forwards. No, you don't. But if you've if you've got them, you'll certainly have them there if they're good. Mm. But you don't just put half a dud in there, and just for the sake of his height, when you've got a gun small. Well, I reckon unless, you just go small. The game, you can't. The coaches don't feel confident in the team adapting to the game plan. If you need that. Beacon, and that's what Collingwood do. Correct. So, so, so they they, yeah, can they do need they like to have that long one, mm. and that's why Cox, you know, during that year was so good. Mm. That was his best year because he, their ability to kick it to him and his ability to either bring mark it, it or bring it to ground but, where they wanted it. But they've since adapted and they have created a yep. slightly different ball movement to yep. that's more conducive to small which, forwards. Which and we I, I said at the time, BJ, that I thought that you know this. Having him injured and then Reed getting injured and all that sort of stuff might be the best thing for the Pies. And as it's turned out, I reckon they're since they beat Adelaide in Adelaide, they started moving the ball a bit quicker and using it a bit better. And since then, they've looked like a different team. Well, if that's the case, then it's Varco comes in or even a Josh Dacos, um, mm. so, something like I that. I love Varco in their team, by the way. Oh, Varco is the genius. Yeah, and I reckon he, he when he's in the team, I don't know why. I reckon they look better. I don't know why. Doesn't need a lot of the footy, but just what he does and the, the pressure he puts on. I, I love him. The year I was at Collingwood um, with structures and stoppages, and and it's so in depth. Collingwood as well. What? Yeah, she's gotten around. Oh, I know a couple around. of years ago, but when, when I was there, you know, they go through stoppages and that. And Travis used to say, "Listen, I've got to be here at a stoppage, but the ball's going there." Like. <laughs> And it went there. He would read it, yeah? He would read it as good as anyone. I said, he plays the genius role. And the genius is you play forward, but you can go up between the arcs and you literally play on feel, mm. on where you think the ball. Like he's, it, he's the best. I think he's, he's the best, the the best front and square where, at pace yep. in the comp. You watch when he gets a front and square off a pack or off even a you know one-on-one. The way When he hits it, he hits it with unbelievable speed. I mean, there are some others that are good, but mm. I, love, I love him. So you need Varco in. And no disrespect to Dacos, but Varko's a better... Um, Hang on, is Reid a chance at all? Did I hear that somewhere? Yeah, so he he's is. he's in the frame. He's been training really well for the past couple of weeks. Uh, was really good in the match simulation on Friday. Hasn't played since round 15. Yeah, but he he's he's not bad first up, Reid. Can you trust him, Duck? He's good fresh. Yes, yeah, he, he is. He is. Could you trust him? 
Um, if his body's right and he's put a lot of work in, so you're talking about who can, yeah. then I would I would 100% play Reed. I mm. think I think Reed. He's an All Australian player. Yes, as a defender, but it does make a difference. I would bring him in if he's if he's fit and he's done a body of work. Bring him in. He's good, fresh. And then second up, there's a question mark. Yeah. That's when you bring Dugowie in. <laughs> and then depending on weather and then and finals yep. football is is more slower play, long kick method. So yep. What is no, the weather going to be this week? It's got to be wet. 15 and raining. 80% Most, chance of rain. Mostly. And that's what they're saying on Monday. So it'll be 20 and sunny. sunny. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's going to be sunny. Noah's uh, Ark the way they uh, forecast, isn't it? Midweek. That's when you'll see ducks drop down south Yarra, uh, in the sunshine <laughs> on, a, on a Wednesday. One of the big stories has been for the GWS. And it'd be interesting to see if the public are going to embrace the Giants this sep- September. I, I still feel like there's a there's a um, scepticism there. We'll talk about uh, Toby Green in the next seg. But they've brought an edge and a physicality to this September. They have been in your face and they have, they have brought the heat. And it does take Love a toll. It. BJ, do you think they – can they maintain that? And how does Collingwood combat that? Do they fight, fight fire with fire? Because Toby Green plays – Braden Maynard's a physical player as well. You're expecting that to play out again this week. Uh, and if you admired that, they'll do it again. Whether yep. they're going to sustain, it's another thing because yep. it is taxing. But it's it's for a short period. But they're not doing it for a long period. But they're definitely going to do it. Collingwood need to meet or play fire with fire in in a way, but not where the stu- stupidity comes in to get overawed by the situation, give away free kicks, which mm. we saw Brisbane do a bit, but they match them physically, so they have to do that. So that's where GWS find their edge. It's the little things, niggly, antagonist. But don't buy into that. Just keep your focus on the ball, man with the ball, that kind of footy lingo. Mm. So they do have to match their intensity well, because that's where it starts for GWS. Yeah, I I, I love the way they've played the last couple of weeks, obviously, and they, they're going to have to play like that if they're going to win. You going to speak to them again, Doug? We're going to get another great example. A little rev. Dicko. Rev up. We're going to get another great example of whether that, whether having the, obviously the last, the bye, at the end of the home and away, winning and then getting another bye. Mm. The two hardened teams, GWS and Geelong, against the two teams that have played one game in three weeks. It's, uh, that in itself is fascinating for me. Yeah, because if they're, like you said, we, we talk about the starts all the time. Geelong get off to a flyer because Richmond are a little bit sluggish and vice versa, same with GWS because, you know, Collingwood have, you know, sort of played for a couple of weeks. It's, it's going to be yeah. fascinating. The start is huge for, for both, I think, uh, Collingwood and Richmond. What about the intercepting defensive performance? Nick Haynes and Phil Davis. Oh. They saved GWS, didn't they? That last they quarter under heavy attack yep. from that uh, Brisbane side. That seems like the number one thing on Nathan Buckley's whiteboard. H- how do they try and get round but they're, but these yeah. two? But they've but got the, two what, themselves. They've got Howe and Moore yeah, who but the, the same thing. How they get around them, like Duck just touched on it before, Brisbane just kept bombing it in, bombing it in, hoping. What, too shallow? Hope, no. Oh, yeah, that. But just bombing, like not looking, bomb, 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 that's what happens. But that's what happens late in games when you're under pressure mm. and you're just not thinking and you're just thinking, get it in, get it in, get it in. And, and that's why you need the ball in calm and Hands. that's what Collingwood do. They find, they hit, they get the red jumper, Uncontested. they go through, they go through. So, What do you mean red jumper? Red jumper is uh, the guy you identify in their back line that's prepared to drop off and wants to obviously get for that intercept, you try and find him. So his guy, his guy's, uh, sorry, his uh, role is to get in your leading lane. Yeah. So you, you played is, that role, BJ. I mm-hmm. mean, that was that your best position, do you feel? Or I mean, you, oh, played, no. you played a lot of your... your um, <laughs> I did a lot of it I didn't, as a mean to, I didn't mean to throw you under the nah. bus. But you played that role very well, the intercepting role, reading the play. I did a lot from a wing, though. Okay. So rolling back. Yeah. 
It's a hybrid. So, so how how does how does the other team get round you doing that? Well, when you're it's, ready to it's play so back? Uh, we you rely on the pressure up the field, so the ball coming in. That's that's what GWS had against Brisbane. Mm. So I totally agree with Dicko on the duck. So their ball is going forward. So it's just a little thing. So you're not always going to have the time and space to make the right decision, but it's the little things which separates. And I said this on Sunday that between the good or average and good ball users to great ones is when the great ones don't have times where they're still finding a way to put it to advantage. Yeah. Pendlebury. Roughly find the right target. Yeah. Kick a low and hard one because that suits his situation to stop him zoning off or how zoning off to cut it off. Whereas Brisbane, it was, yeah, they were under pressure, which is which is fine, as you expect, but it was literally just kick it long and as far as I can on top of their heads, yeah. which suits, obviously, the defenders, which doesn't, uh, which falls in the hands of those players dropping off and that read it really well yeah. so there's one element but you definitely got to rely on the pressure up the field so GWS had that Brisbane dominated the game 70% time in forward half of the first 15 minutes 15 to 4 it was but it was it was rushed quick they just weren't composed enough and then when they did Robinson had a chance when he was out in time and space and literally just kicked it Taylor. to no man's land Taylor came in slid took it so there's a couple of opportunities they had mm. where Williams then took another mark on Christiansen there was a couple of times they had time and space, but you, uh, Collingwood are going to be better at that. Mm. The trump card Collingwood has is clearly Brody Grundy. He's come up against Shane Mumford, who tired late, didn't he? Steph Martin gave him a real um, bath. I, late, I love, I love, late mummy, I love Mummy. But can he keep up? How does he keep but up he with paid, Grundy? I love, mummy, I love Mummy, but he's cooked. Yeah. He's cooked. He can't get off the ground. He's cooked. Yeah. And, he, and, he, and he, when, he, he, when he does win it, he's coughing it up to – he's putting a guy – nearly in hospital sometimes because he just gives it to the guy under extreme pressure. Wow. What does Grundy do? Well, oh. well Grundy, on his bike. Grundy just on his bike, run. <laughs> Grundy does run. what Grundy does. And Mumford's yeah. bashing him like no tomorrow. He will try. Yeah, yeah. I, I reckon I reckon we might see Mummy. He's, he's, you know, Mummy's given away more free kicks this year than possessions. <laughs> what? I think it, there's a stat. I think he's, so he's given away more free kicks than anyone in the AFL. Yeah, that's but, for which sure. and and more and it's more <laughs> pos- than possessions he's had. Oh, just t- say targets Grundy physically. Well, that's, that's, that's his, that's his only. Honestly, it'll, it'll be ten percent of it. Yeah, yeah. but it will. He'll but that's just, his, that's his advantage. Yeah, that, yeah, it's his slight advantage. He'll just try to. He'll just. He'll just. Yeah, he'll just try to compete. And that's you, you, that, can't, you can't be critical ever of Mummy not competing. Yeah. All right, before we uh, wind up, go to half time. In an absolute nutshell, who does the ball go to? Which Collingwood midfielder does he tag? Dicko for mine. Quickly. Side bottom. Bj Penelbury. Reed goes to side bottom. Yeah, I don't think you'll go to. I don't think you'll go to Penelbury. Yeah, I'd, I'd say side bottom. Probably, yeah. They're the two. Clearly, they're the two who are gonna. Well, side bottom hurt you, hurt you with yeah. his with Big his. So, so does Penelbury. So that's, Penelbury, that's why yeah. they got to yeah. get rid of the two. And, and if Taylor, they're both great players. Trelaw Adams, but got a bit of history with the forward damage is more side bottom than Pendlebury. Yeah. yeah, I absolutely agree. It is half time. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, Toby Green and what is fair play on the football field. How can you? Uh, are you allowed to wind up an injured player or target an injured player? It happened to Nick Rewalt, BJ. You were there back in the day against Brisbane. Uh, coming up next on the third quarter, the Premiership quarter on Don't Argue, powered by BetEasy. BetEasy same game multi is available across every AFL match on the BetEasy app. Simply combine your selections from the range of markets available on the same game, all in the one bet. BetEasy, official wagering partner of the AFL. 18 plus, gamble responsibly. Time for the third quarter on the Don't Argue podcast, powered by Bet Easy. Been a massive show again. Time for Ducks Rose. Come on, Wayne yeah, Carey. PJ's back. 
PJ's bake is Blonsky. <laughs> back to the highest rating. Back, back, back to the roast. You know what I'm going to roast? I'm going to roast hey. for all of those people out there. Some say that if GWS they haven't made a grand final, they've been given all this stuff and they're, you know all these picks and everything else. They've got so much talent. Yeah. You know what? what? This is their third preliminary final in yep. four years. The other one was a semi-final. Mm unbelievably successful this footy club okay they haven't got to a grand final been really unlucky in two of the prelims yeah. Ward gets injured if they, he doesn't get injured guess what GWS in grand final Cornelio Cornelio uh, with uh, Cochin, he doesn't get injured. Who knows? Both those preliminary finals, yeah. they could have won. They've fallen short in two. They're back in another one. Unbelievable. So all those people out there that had a, said Leon Cameron, oh, he's, he, he's fighting for his job. Are you kidding? What a job this guy has done with a team, mind you, that has had worse luck than just about any other team. Yeah. And while I'm on GWS, Come on. let's Toby Green. For all those Toby Green haters out there, you know what? You dingbats. This guy is an absolute star of the game. He didn't get rubbed out last week, nor should he. You don't get rubbed out, Dicko, for being a pest and being annoying. He hasn't eye gouged anyone. Yes, he's been annoying. And you know what? Silly of Toby to go there again. But does he deserve a week for that? I mean, let's be honest. No. Absolutely not. How he's been given a week for that, let off last week, it makes a mockery of the system again because we're and people are saying oh it's because of last week so it's a build up and all that you know what you know how many fines Cunnington got last year or this year five I reckon, I reckon five or something like that. Anyway, it's something yep. ridiculous. Because prior indiscretions Over don't count. Grand, prior indiscretions should never account. Or they don't. Never so count. They should cut. People so can't this, use that. This is an absolute... I, this yeah. is a joke, and this will be thrown out. And the fact that he now has to get on a plane again, mm. fly down to Melbourne, and go in there, put his suit on, yeah. and, you know, fight fight for his... So how would you have reacted if you're Lockie Neal and you're on the bottom of a pack and someone gives you a little jab to the nose or, you know, feel around the... Oh, oh, and just like a little pat, yeah. like a little, a little, face a little you yeah. know, You'd muck be happy around. with that, would you, You know duck? What? what? It's annoying and it's... it's well, one, I wouldn't be too... I, I, I wouldn't. It's a face masser. It's a muck... You know what? It is Seriously. annoying. It's an antagonist. It's it is not, annoying. Yeah. And, and if the umpire saw it, it's yeah. a free kick. Mm. But it's not one week. It's not missing a preliminary final no, for. No, it's not. What an absolute joke. Yeah, yeah. you're on. but you're on the GWS payroll though, Duck. I'm, no, way am you, I? You're, you're paid to cheer for them in the no, media. No, I'm not. How am I paid for my GWS? Well, I just, I've, just, I've seen a pattern. I've got my... I'm going to get I my mean, you go down you. there. Yeah. You give them a pre-game rev up. You and your mate Leo Cameron. I have become... I have become... A cheerleader. A no, giant cheerleader. You asked Dave Matthews what I said about when GWS came into the competition. I oh. said they shouldn't even be in the comp. No, that's true. And now... You've changed your tune. I've changed my tune because I now have respect for a footy club that has done incredibly well. And as I said, their last four years have been incredible. And they've, and they've had to... And they've lost a team. Mm -hmm. So all this so-called talent that they've they've got, yep. they've lost most of it. Yep. And they're still back in a prelim now. So I respect them. And that's why I... And I also respect Toby Green for the way he plays and yes he's gone over the line a couple of times but this is not over the line it's yep. annoying it's all of that but not a week and so the Paul Gallon of the AFL it's one of his best the villain actually you had to bounce back after my bake last yeah time. you've <laughs> lifted him you've lifted him <laughs> BJ I'll give you the markets oh sorry Dicko no just the Giants like Leon's done a super job yeah you think about it you can draft as much talent as you want you still got to be able to coach it yeah and you still got to be able to win games. I'll drive a Ferrari, but if you don't know how to drive And you know it, what? And Dicko... And run through this, the gears. And the way they play now is different to the way they were playing mm -hmm. last year and the year before. So you talk about making changes. And and, and I think I said a few... You know, they, they did everything that was great about footy. They 
fell down pretty. They marked it pretty. They did, did everything too. pretty. Now they're you doing did. it tough. Yep. They've got a harder edge about them. Yeah, and, and good in the contested in the engine room. Yep. They are putting their head over the footy. Um, I'll give you the quick market. It's a GWS Giants, $2.90 outsiders against the Pies, $1.40 favourites. A line of 15 now points. And Geelong, Ooh. Richmond, Geelong, Cats, $3.10 outsiders. They're the value against Richmond, $1.37 favourites. The line, 17 and a half points. Wow, so, they're, they're the biggest lines we've had. In finals, in the finals. Oh yeah. no, Essendon oh, no. and, and West Coast. Sorry, that, yep. that, and they cl- they sailed over that. Yeah, so that's uh, that's interesting. Heavy favourites, danger the two dollars seventy five. A Brownlow favourite, boys. Interesting in the GWS Brisbane game. We heard Sean Ryan uh, tell the uh, GWS players they weren't allowed to target Charlie Cameron's elbow. Clearly, he he heard it. And the comments from the umpire, Sean Sean Ryan, you know, leave it alone, leave it alone, or I'll pay a free kick along those lines. What is fair game here, fellas? Yes, he had an injury, but he was out there, he's still playing. So when you cross that white line and come back on, are you allowed to, Duck? What do you, what do you think of this? Before Duck comments, Go on. if he didn't have tape on it, would, would he have said something? Possibly not. There you go. He's still playing, so I, enough said. Fair it, game? It's fair game. Spirit of the game. It's like anything. BJ, I'm going to bump him when he runs past me. I'm going to bump a bar. Like you're, finding, you're finding an advantage. If you can get any advantage you can within yeah. the rules. Yeah. yeah. But People would argue that was outside the rules because of the unnecessary contact to an injured player. But how do you reflect yeah. back on what the Brisbane Lions did to... They, that was completely different. That no, is totally he different. He had a broke, well, broken no, collarbone. No, at he's coming time, off at the, t- at the time he did it, yep. you knew you could f- see physically that he was... Well to hurt. And he's coming off the ground. And he's yep. walking off the ground. With trainers. So is that the distinction? If you are on the ground with trainers getting attention as opposed course, to playing. Of course. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, he'd he'd gone off as well. So yeah. he got attention, then got strapped up, yep. then come on. So you as an opponent, you're good to go. Exactly you might right. be a bit impeded, but you're, you're good to I w- go. I will say this. I think, and I, I've never done it, and I don't, I don't think it's a good look. Like, for instance, with Charlie Cameron... What you would do, so within play, you would make sure you tack, tackled, they did. You tackled him harder. Yep. When he you'd has the ball. You'd obviously play on that side of him. You'd make sure that when he you – would, you would put more physical pressure on that elbow, bump, all within play. It's not a good look when you just see blokes just Whacking. doing that. The Stephen Baker. I don't, I don't like that. Mm. And I like the fact that the umpire said because, – because that's no different to what um, Stratton sort of did. Is it the pinching? Yeah, the pinching. Oh, I mean, there's no, no, there's no injuries. No, there, no, but. no. Yeah, no. Exactly. So it's not a good look by doing that because that's not in the. I don't think that's really in the spirit of the game. Mm-hmm. But in terms of going after the elbow in in the contest, one hundred percent. Yep. I mean, you've got a guy here that's potentially a match winner for you. Mm-hmm. He's come back on. He's declared himself fit. So you put him up under as much physical pressure as you can. Yep. And, and you're not you, you you're not going to, and you didn't in this occasion hear any. Complaints from the player himself, so Charlie or anyone else. Mm. Uh, opposition go. players when asked about it, so it's obviously mm. a hot topic. But yep. we know as players that yeah, you know, I'm a bit impeded, slightly injured, whatever it is. But I'm on the ground. I'm 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 mm-hmm. good to go. It's like having an injury during the week. But if I put my hand up and I run out there at the start and I'm, the siren goes, I'm good to go. Yep. Very good, fellas. I tell you what, we've got some curly questions lined up next quarter. In the fourth quarter, I want to talk about Luke Hodge, uh, Scott Burns, and Willie Rioli. All coming up in the last term on the Don't Argue podcast, powered by Bet Easy. 
With BetEasy Sky Vision, not only can you watch every Australian race live, you can now watch and bet in widescreen or landscape mode from the one screen within the BetEasy app. Simply rotate the phone and you'll see how we've raised the game. BetEasy Sky Vision, gamble responsibly. Yes, time for the fourth quarter on the Don't Argue podcast, powered by BetEasy. Luke Hodge retired. Uh, at the weekend, fellas, uh, very low-key, just walked off, no chairing. Uh, BJ, you probably know him as well as anyone. Uh, was he Dicko. the best? Sorry, was he, sorry, Dicko. Was he the best big game player? Was he the best leader of the past 10 or 15 years? I think so, yeah. Because oh, I played with him and one of his good mates, you look at it a different light. But when you isolate him as a footballer, I was watching his highlights on Saturday night from his early years at Hawthorne and... You know, you see Nick Rewell go with the flight, the ball, and Jonathan Brown. Mm-hmm. He had five of those in his highlights. Like, he's a courageous player. Um, Leadership-wise, let's put him on on that. He's one of the best leaders I've ever seen. Why? What is it about Because him? he learnt so much early. He, he didn't have any clue when he arrived at the footy club. He had no clue about how to train. He had no clue on discipline. He had no clue on anything. Mm-hmm. Whereas he transformed himself, and when he became captain of that footy club... Yep. He's, and I can only assume, like the duck when he led, everyone wanted to follow. Yep. Everyone wanted to follow. Even when Sam Mitchell was captain, and Sam would obviously address the group, and then if Hodgie said something or whatever, it's... Spiritual leader. Wow. Oh, you just always listened. Yep. And and all the young guys, just all you know, all ears. So you had Sam, and then you had Luke, like you're talking about two... Mm. Um, different leaders. Yeah, different blokes, but leaders of the footy club, so... Hodgie was always that one that the players turned to and went, hang on a minute. He's a bit more of a lad too. Yeah. Yeah. So when did the rascal could stuff up? So players, the majority of the players. I've always thought the best skippers are the lads. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because they they sort of, they get along with everyone at the footy club. Mm. And I I think back to when I was, when I first started, and I think of the great leaders, and I'll I'll start with, for me, in my time, I'll start with Steve Kernahan, Paul Kelly. For Sydney, who was just an unbelievable leader. Yeah. I think of Michael Voss and then the, of, of recent times, Hodge and Selwood. Selwood. They're, they're, to me, mm. all those guys there stand out as the Five. best, yep. the best Rewalt. leaders. Well, and isn't it funny, BJ, the, I guess the reason why we say all of those, Flags. although other than, other than Kelly... It's flags. And I, I, I think no, but I think but I, no, but I think that's why. And, yeah, said, and, and I think that's why you do. But I put Kelly in there, and obviously Rewalt was a great captain. And, as well. and just to put that in perspective, Sammy did everything right, Mitchell, yep. Yep. and did everything right, and was a leader, and he was always born to lead as well. Yeah, but he's because, not a lad. Well, yeah, he's not a lad because you know he's obviously highly intelligent, and we love him here, and that. Um, he read the Alchemist to his son while he was in the womb. Like, come on, <laughs> I'm singing lullabies. Like, but Sammy. Um, he's one leader and the way the boys uh, love the way he went when yep. um, Hodgie went to Brisbane he's not your captain he's not anything but the way he but led he that back line <laughs> yep. everything he did was and Darcy Gardner I'll give you an example is a real hothead I don't know who's going to cool him down now because Hodgie's the only one that can cool him down really? down there like those kids matured underneath yep. him and Daniel Rich I reckon I said it on Saturday was a He's a 25% better player now because he played with Luke Hodge. Yeah, interesting. He had a great year, Daniel Rich. Yep. Yeah, no, well done to Hodge. He'll, he'll be a – he'll actually – I reckon he'll – you could arguably say he'll be a legend, I reckon. Arguably. 
arguably He'll be inducted as a legend. So I asked a question this morning too on radio that he's there's people questioning about his legacy, leaving Hawthorne, going to Brisbane for two years. Oh, it's, What's oh, it's grown. Do? Enhanced. So it's enhanced. So it's enhanced. So yeah. yeah. He's also so, opened the door for a lot of blokes who retire. Got that. Like he probably missed it because when you're a leader, missed what? That opportunity because he could have probably gone to another club. He I did. reckon. What? No, after Essendon. No, and, and, and direct on the field and be that leader, and and he's opened the door now on that role. Yep. for a lot of blokes. Yeah, yep. he has. You're right. Yeah. Mm. So is the one club thing overrated? It is now. Oh, but yeah, it's not. It's not what it once was. No, exactly. Yeah. Well, when you get older, clubs, you understand that people are leaving sense. clubs and going. And and let's be honest, when you look at what there were so many untouchables at footy clubs years ago, mm. now you you would argue that. Just about everyone at a footy club yep. is tradable. Mm. Let's get on to Willie Rioli. <coughs> How has he tampered with his sample? BJ, you've done uh, plenty of drug tests, I'm sure. How in the hell has he tipped Gatorade or whatever in the beaker? Well, we, we actually don't. We actually don't know. I know. So, of course, we don't know. I know, but so this is just hey, theorised. I'm, just, I'm like just, this exactly. I'm making <laughs> just to be clear to the it's listeners. Not a puzzle. Is we're making assumptions here. So as soon as I hear that, your mind wanders on and. I could go into depth about how there's two drug testing regimes under two different, say, bodies. Bodies. Yeah, no, no. One's more relaxed than how the other. How do you other. think this has played out? Uh, I think that I don't, I don't subscribe to the fact that he's dehydrated and couldn't be bothered. Yep. He either peed earlier, and I've done it before, got in the shower, not thinking, because yep. Dorovich, us in Melbourne, they just go, we're in the front office, come see us before you go. Yep. And you go on about your business, you go to the toilet, you go to the shower, and all of a sudden you go, oh my God, I'm, I'm leaving and I've just gone to the shower and I peed. Yep. So I've got to stick around for another mm. hour, sip of water. I don't subscribe to that. Because yep. that's just, it's just so absolute pan- st- stupidity. So there's a moment yep. of panic where he's had a build up and he says, this is this is what I've got to do for a number of reasons. Either he's got making, I won't go down that path, assumptions on what he... Clearly, in in an effort to hide something. hide something, yeah. So because of his stupidity, though, he shouldn't. Uh, his career shouldn't be over, and and he if he gets up to four years, don't yeah. Mm. And and unfortunately, there's no. My understanding is there's no wiggle room with the. It's black and white. If you if you do what he's done, Tampered. or alleged to have done, yep. then it's an automatic four years. And I think that's way too harsh for for his stupidity, which is why I think the AFL have to have their own. Drug system. Uh, drug system. Because Asada and Wada, and this, it's, it's all based, our penalties are based around Olympians, where we are we are yeah. a football organisation called the AFL. Them. Why do the footballers... And, and, and you know what? We what? copy everything else the NFL does. They have their own. They have their own. They hand out their own um, penalties. And what did Edelman and get so four does weeks? The, and so does the NBA. So we copy everything that they do over there. I understand that there's funding that the AFL get because of having the association the, the association so there's a lot of government funding but surely the AFL's big and I know and I don't know, I assume it turns into the millions um Dicko. would be but not not with funding but but, then but how many but AFL how, got to but how many mi- but how many millions does the AFL really need and if they lose if we lose someone like Willie Rioli for 4 years and ruin his career I think that would be a travesty mm. I really I really do I I I know it's stupid, and and the penalty's going to be got to be harsh, but not four years. Uh, uh, you know what? And, and I reckon if the AFL had their own, they would go, okay, Willie, you got twenty two weeks, twenty three weeks, which is a year, yep. and 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 that's 
and that's harsh for me. Yeah. And I know people will be saying, oh, if this was, if we were talking about, you know, a Chinese swimmer would be saying, you know, throw the book at him. You know what? These footballers aren't Olympians. We're not Olympians, and that's why we need our own system for the AFL. I would love to see that, and then that way uh, Willie would get a good whack, but his career wouldn't be over, Dicko. I don't know whether you agree or not. Well, I, I think the young man's made a mistake, and he's either panicked or he's done something, but I didn't even know the severity of four years. Yeah. Like, I know you don't. And do you reckon he, he would have no he idea? He would have had no idea. No, I know. I got asked that question. Not the severity of it, but he, he, he's yeah, been Yeah, he would know, but he's come a long way, that young man. I understand. Man, a long, great long story, way. But in it doesn't matter. You, his football You've journey. been told numerous times that, one, tampering with a sample yeah. is pro- you can't the, do the worst thing you could possibly right, do. Right, you can't do it for one. So, uh, the four years is way but too he's not covering. But he's not covering up a performance-enhancing drug here. So when oh, when we talk about these four years for Olympians covering covering stuff up, it's generally because of mm-hmm. taking performance yeah. anti drug. Sun We're Yang. not talking about that here, which is why yeah. four years is just too harsh to ruin yeah. someone's well, career. And, and the other part about it is, and getting back to Duck's point, we should have our own body. We should have our yeah. own system because ball tampering. Yep, we just suspended our greatest batsman for a whole year, yep. whereas other countries have. Four four test matches yep. or yeah. two test matches. Two test matches. Like it's not. Well, there's, there's it's not a collective. Right, there's, got to there's move on. Actually, there's actually um, players in NFL and stuff that have tested positive for performance enhancing and only got four weeks. Yeah, is that Edelman? I don't follow it as closely. Yeah, yeah Edelman start of started last year. Yeah, so four weeks and, and then he played, won the played, MVP. Played in the Super Bowl. Super player. Two quick ones. Is Scott Burns the right man for Adelaide? It sounds like Ben Rutten is going to stay at Essendon for one more season and then take over from John Worsfold. So Worsfold twenty twenty last year, and then Rutten gets a handover. Scott Burns fancied at the Crows. Justin Longmeal, Fremantle. Do you see any other curve balls, boys? No idea, but I I I think maybe Ross Lyon would be. Ross isn't going out. Would be pretty. Uh, <laughs> would be. Has he? Has he? Uh, Haven't said that to uh, me. But has he spoken to them? I wouldn't know. I think there might have been a conversation. Sh- should be. I think. There, oh, I'm there, I think. I think be. there's been a. I, I, I. Well, I've been told there might have been a conversation. Little chat. But if if I'm a footy club and Ross Lyon's not coaching, yeah, of course I'd be talking to Ross. Oh, Lyon. I'm with you, and and and, <laughs> and I know you know him really well. One, he's the right man for the job. It is no question. In Adelaide job though, so yeah, my argument no, no, would be Adelaide job. The right job for Ross is a team that is contending, contending, and just for him because he's not a career coach. He'll get him three, four years out of it, and then he's done. Yep. So have you totally put a line through Adelaide? I no, I haven't. I haven't either. No. Oh. Everyone goes <laughs> this sinking this ship. Uh, the ship's not years. sinking. We've been saying it for two years. But anyway, there's two things to it, and to back up his point, one, he should be coaching. 100% should be coaching yep. next year, and whether that's Adelaide, I think he should. Well, the, but one the, the, the other thing is the location. So if Ross doesn't want to move to Adelaide, by the way, Adelaide's through. a great place. If if you want if you want the <laughs> best not. if you want the best person for the job that's proven, you take Ross. If you want an unproven, then you take one of the guys. You're that's talking where about. I think then it's a reflection of where Adelaide think they are. So go unproven, a guy that will grow with the list, get a bit of a turnover. They can't throw everyone out as everyone suggests and should do. Grow with the list. Four or five years down the track, we're back in that he's got the group, loves the group part of it. If they're in the next three years window, they think, go get an experienced tried coach, bang, get it over and done with it. Well, the competition's gone off Ross Lyon because is there going to be any more vacancies open up in the short term in Melbourne? You wouldn't have thought, not Carlton, not Hawthorne, no, not he's Collingwood. Have, he'll, have a, he'll have a rest. Bit of time in the media. Work out what he wants to do. Oh, by the way, if he wants work in the media, 
he will get it. No, yeah, and no. he'll and he'll they're, be. They're, I'm sure they're already on the phone. Yeah, exactly, yeah. and he'll be good. Well, we might Ross might even bob up. Oh no, we're nearly through the finals. I was going to say he might even bob up during the finals. Uh, it's prelim. Um, <laughs> keep going. <laughs> uh, let's uh, finish up now, boys. You as a or grand final week. You might. You've bob. all played 300 games here. Is that right? No, nope. no. You haven't played. You played 300 games. 330. Yeah. I'm in the 300 club, yeah. Okay, so what does that mean? Do you get any special benefits with the 300 games and like any extra tickets Not or really. anything like that? But what do you do with those extra tickets come finals time? They're sort of available for your give them to family. You know what? I actually, that's exactly what I do. What do you do? I give them to family. Yeah. And I could do what other people do and flog them off. Flog them off. Like Hutchie does. For, 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 hey, for, hey, hey. for, hey, for <laughs> face value. Yes. Um, but. But um, I don't, so I yeah. give them to family members. And Always you know what? get requests from family. And guess what? Okay. And they yeah. don't appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> enough. <laughs> have I told you the story I walked to the G in the old... No, we don't have time, mate. I've got to go. Come on. Parking. I gave mine away one year to a bloke who... Oh, I would, was about to walk through the turnstile. Yeah. And there was a guy there, looked like he'd just come from the bush with the Cuba on. Yeah. And I uh, said, how are you, mate? He goes, oh, no, good. Can't get a ticket. I've flown from Darwin thinking I'd be able to get one. I said, well, here you go. Oh, hey, you bluff, mate. He walked out well, the front and sold for a thousand bucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, half his bloody luck then to get a flight back to Darwin. You're kind-hearted, generous. It's what man. we do here, mate. Yeah, I heard, I heard last year it was a... You're paying for my parking fine too. Let's go. <laughs> well, all right, boys. <laughs> He's another, parking fine. <laughs> another fantastic He was episode. on 800 grand at the Essendon. He's going to get a $30 fine. Everyone hates him. Uh, 30. 70. 60, 80. 70, 81 dollars, mate. I've got a couple of got last one. 675. You've lost this. Hey, fantastic episode. And can't wait to get you back for another chat. There's the build-up to grand final week. Who will it be? Collingwood. Richmond. Collingwood. Giants. Oh, hang on. Richard Geelong, Collingwood, GWS Giants. Oh, my goodness. Time to wind it up here on the Don't Argue podcast. Proudly brought to you by Bet Easy.